Raising Unicorns. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raising Unicorns. I have one of my favorites from the whole company. Sorry, Ryan. Zach Atherton. Hey, everybody. So today we're doing another book review of one of, I would say, is one of our core books that we have people read here at Harmon Brothers. It is Made to Stick by Dan and Chip Heath. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a book throwdown. This is, I think, in in my like list of like books of what maybe I kind of like influenced my marketing and also maybe I understand kind of our heritage of like some of the original campaigns that Daniel worked on. Like I can totally understand why they made what they made based on a lot of principles that are found within this book for sure. Part of the premise of the book is making something, a message that is sticky, right? That sticks with people long. Cause I mean, we always talk about it hard over there. I have kind of like our four tenets of like what makes a really good ad, which is one that's engaging Two, it sells three. It makes people want to be part of the brand tribe or like part of that group. And then four, is it sticky is one of them. And like, I think that engaging is often conflated with sticky, mm. like, 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 do you, does it make you want to continue watching it? Sure. Like all these ads where they destroy their, a, a competitor product as the opening ad, like on a TikTok ad, like, yeah, that's engaging. But do I remember it any differently from something else that oh, was yeah. another destruction like hook? No. Yeah. yeah I, I call it the shooting a baby out of a cannon. Yeah. It's like, it's like whoa! that's interesting. I will watch this because I, but like, will this impact me or stick with me in any way? It no. has nothing to do with anything. It feels like it's like a shaking a hand at the kid to make him look at the camera. Right. But it's very, right, right. No, it's not memorable. And like the whole book is how do you tell stories and how do you create messaging that sticks with people in a way that like the the message of what you're trying to convey and like what like the real core of it sticks with them in a way that lasts beyond the immediate viewing or the immediate reading of something. Yeah, a good message will actually change you yeah. a little bit. It doesn't. It's not always life changing. It's not always monumental, but it will change the way you think a little bit. And that's what got across to me. Everyone wants to copy other people's messages and use them. And I found that they're it's really good directionally to go and discover something new for yourself mm-hmm. because even the examples that they give in the book if people were to try to copy them now it would no longer stick like got milk was a huge hugely successful campaign for better or for worse and then there are so many copycats remember that for a long time it was, there was like, like the pistachios got, did it got pistachios yeah got whatever and it didn't stick because no one like thought about that message so clearly like yeah have that thing um but as as people are like discovering their stories because I, i'll do a lot of uh, discovery calls and where I'm trying to help clients discover their uh, aha moments or the or their story. I'm like, if your your company needs to have a story that actually changed someone in some way, and you have to figure out a way to communicate that story in just like a sniper shot to the heart. And if you can't, then what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Then like you might just you just might not have something that's that's really sticky. They have a couple of really potent examples in this book. I'm trying to remember the type of oil that it was that was really popular for like uh, they were using it on popcorn. Do you remember the type of yeah, oil? It was, yeah, it was like a high high trans fat oil. Like It was, it was horrible like, for you. It was like smoking a pack of cigarettes for like one bucket of popcorn. Yeah. Like you're killing our children. And, <laughs> and the thing that like actually made it like stick in a way where people like were like, oh, this is going to change behavior. I'm trying to, was it, it wasn't canola oil. It was a certain type of oil. Was it a coconut? It was coconut oil. Yeah. And it was like basically they were using it to flavor popcorn 
popcorn. And like, they basically said like this, I showed a, like a bucket of popcorn on like, a, I was on a big billboard equals this. And it was like this entire huge fattening meal, like that had all these really like things that are usually like fried chicken and all this other stuff that was associated with like, this is super fatty and unhealthy. Yeah. This equals this. Like when you eat this, it's the same as equal this because it was the, the butter or the oil was so unhealthy for you. Right. And was so, it had all these trans fats in it that were terrible for you in a large quantity. Yeah. And they were pouring like tablespoons of this this butter or this oil on with the butter. And it was that finally like showing this equals this, dum-dum, don't right. eat this. And then instantly there was this massive shift away from it to be going, I think they went over to like canola oil, which was much yeah. healthier for people in consumption of that quantity. Yeah, I think we've talked about on the show before, but it's like the meme effect. Again, you get a powerful message across in a meme. Yeah. And if not, shave it down. If you need to be like, well, you need to understand A to understand B and then you'll get C, most of the time that's too much. Yeah. To really have a sticky message that gets, especially if we're talking about like top of funnel, like people with attention spans. Try to turn your core message into a single meme and see if people can understand what you're trying to trying to change about them. And I think it's like one of those things where I think about, you know, some of our campaigns that have done really, really sticky. I think about like the Purple Mattress campaign. It's like the meme is like eggs, smash, broken, eggs not broken cradled like soft get that in three seconds it's like that's and that's right right in the hook it's right up front right or like the fiber fix car roll cage crumpled duct tape yeah this not stay strong it's like (laughs) caveman caveman. right caveman 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 right stick right at good (laughs) sell much money pocket Mm. nice wife (laughs) profit what i also loved which was this was when i reread it this was something that really stuck with me this time was like the idea of simulation of stop getting people to visualize necessarily the benefit, but like visualizing the use or the struggle of it is Mm -hmm. actually helpful. And I think that's where like a lot of ads really fall flat. It's like, you tired? (laughs) Want to be this? (laughs) Hooray! And it's just like, okay, this is just noise. Yeah. But instead of actually showing the process where they themselves think of the idea of like, oh, if I do this, I will be like, you know, Perk Energy was one of our clients where it's just like, you're able to show like, I could easily do that before I send my kids off to the bus to give me the energy that I need in Mm -hmm. the day. Helping them visualize that more rather than just like so this is an improv and an acting and a storytelling principle show show not tell and so many people just want to tell this good my product good rather than <laughs> back like, to caveman marketing back to caveman we should rebrand forget those Harmon brothers caveman marketing. caveman marketing product good buy you do now make money ha <laughs> 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 click click money money cha-ching but I love that of just being like whenever I'm like trying to get into the customer's head when you just say this is good you're um, immediately asking for pushback. Like there's something in our brain be like, I don't believe you. Yeah. But if you can incept them where they're like, whoa, maybe I'm convincing myself that actually is good for me. Yeah. I want to do that because that's like that I'm seeing this like a, a benefit or effect firsthand in a simple way that's clearly coming to me. I want to do that. One of the things that I think was, uh, this is a kind of a summary of like their the acronym they have inside the book for how to determine whether your idea is like really sticky. And the acronym for it is, is success with one less S. Susies. <laughs> no, but on the end. Su- success. Uh, oh. success, success. <laughs> I don't know how to do it short. But it is simple, unexpected, concrete, 
credible emotional and stories yeah and i think that like we've used combinations of different amounts of those but yeah. like like oftentimes like i think about chat books right like with like the stories one like we told a story about a mom who was incredibly busy showed how busy she was in a relatable way that women who are the primary consumer of this product could say and i'm, I'm relating with this woman and it was encapsulated in the story of this busy mom running around doing a thousand different things and that's why she uses chat books and it makes logical sense to them yeah. in the story of this mom's life i'm too busy i don't have time to make photo books so that's why i let chat books do it for me and like yeah. that's a powerful story one, one thing the book talks about joy that was really interesting is stories bypass our natural defenses mm-hmm. where it's just like if if i catch you in the middle of a story you don't have to ask me to follow along i will but if you sort of set up the hype beforehand i'm like i'm about to tell you something really interesting that's going to make you want to do something Immediately, they're going to be like, yeah, right. I'm not. I'm immediately resistant to that. But if I just dive straight into a story, and this is something that I've realized for for content creation. So um, uh, when I'm not working on the TV show, when I'm not working at Harmon Brothers, I'm also a content creator doing some improv. And the clips that I've I've produced that have been the most viral by far have been the ones that are talking about this, but also where people want to insert themselves into the narrative and feel like they have something to say. Mm-hmm. So Shay, who's one of our other lead writers here, she, uh, for, to, to prompt an improv that we did, she told a story about how she had never once in her life seen her dad shirtless. And she's like, it just wasn't a part of thing in, in her family, like not at the beach, not at the pool. He just always kept his shirt on. And it was like a funny clip and we laughed about it. Got 10 million views, thousands of comments because everyone wanted to come comment either a that's weird i never saw my dad or of course why why didn't you go to the pool or i've also never seen my dad (laughs) shirtless me too (laughs) yeah and so when when i think those are like the most viral stories when we see ourselves in them and we want to contribute it makes you want to be part of the brand tribe because they've they've spoken to you in a way that like is like oh my gosh they are getting at like a core part of me that marketing usually doesn't that's like the sweet spot because it's really hard to get there and really hard to resonate with people in that way and that's why i i like always am trying to strive for that which is is really hard to get to like it takes a ton of work and it takes a lot of mental power because i think people inherently know their own stories and they feel it but that doesn't they don't necessarily know how to crystallize that or communicate that. So we've done a lot of brand voice guides to try to help people to understand this, where we're basically like, sell me your product. Why does your product matter? And some people really nail it, but most of the time they're like, well, they, they just talk about product. the benefits. It's, it's really better good than this and product people like competing. it. And then, I, and then I always do like, why do I care test? Why do I care? And you got to push and push and push and push and push until you get there. And so I do um, um I do some creative consulting through Harmon Brothers and I went to Wisconsin. I'm going again this year. And something that was so fascinating is working with commodity businesses and every single one of them, when we're going through this, we called it an uncovery session where we're trying to uncover their aha moment. There's mm-hmm. like, I sell blood lines what could possibly be interesting about me but every single time we went went to it there was something really cool about their story i'm like why aren't you talking about that like we went to a car dealership it's like every other car dealership and after like two hours of working they're like oh and also um we say yes to every request that the that the customer does we're like what any requests like yeah if they want to like trade in their scooter for a car like we'll work with them on that i'm like (laughs) What? It, this took two hours to get, and so they were able to like, craft. Nobody this whole... says that. You do like nobody says that. Right. So like, you should lean into that. And they're like, "Well, it's just a scooter it's just, guy. It's just boring." <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody has this sort of like core truth that they just 
either like they don't know it. And so instead, what they do is they uncover it with stuff they've seen that have worked before or things that are talking around the core. Where it's yeah. just like, well, we're really beneficial uh, because we were able to increase the blah, 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 blah. It doesn't mean anything. And I love that about uh, Made to Stick where it's just like, get to the thing that's going to pierce someone's heart and be like, that's important. Yep, that changes that's what bit. I want. Yeah, again, it's like breaking through the noise is so important of like when you're thinking through your ad campaign, you're thinking through your story. Like, and this is what I'm doing with my clients now. I'm trying to get them to picture like, are you going to be known as like the copycat of so-and-so? Or is this something when people see it, they're like, oh, the blankety blank company, Mm -hmm. you did that ad. As opposed to Harmon Brothers really set the trail for this type of ad. And yet what's so interesting, even though there's a lot of copycats out there, people still think it's the Harmon Brothers that made that. I can't tell him, just like, did you do this one? I'm like, oh no, this other agency did that. They're like, I thought it was you. Because they, because... Harmon Brothers broke the schema of what an ad should be. And now it's our challenge to like do it again and like try to figure out new ways in in this new world. But take what people expect about you. And I think we've talked about Scrub Daddy before, but they're doing such a good job. So good. Of breaking it, of just being like. It's like like annoying how good they are. It's of being so irreverent and just being like, you don't talk about this. This is an ad. You don't say these words. This is a company's official account. (laughs) What? You can't do that. And it, it does such a good line because it's like, we're selling sponges with smiley faces on them. Why would we take ourselves seriously. so seriously? Yeah. And I don't know if this is a part of me to stick well, with this. I, is... And I think too, sorry, I just cut you off, Zach. But I think that's like, it's such a good move for this space. Like think about who else is in the space. It's like Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson, like Church & Church. Like it's like the most conservative old school brands in the world yeah. who would never take a swing like that. So right. in that space, it's even the most like, it's 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 so counterintuitive to what the conventional knowledge of that space is. It's usually yeah. like, it's like Dove, you know, like, oh, Pampers. It's like, feel better. Like it's just a formal soft hug that's totally innocuous but doesn't do anything and they're like get some good sponges idiot here you go get cream and you're like whoa jeez oh my gosh and what's so cool is they're a great product oh it's a great product it's amazing and they don't they don't have to talk about it that much the people talk about them like hey this is hilarious but actually it's a really dope sponge half the comments are that like it's like I actually seriously use these things. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're like they're like bringing the brand back on topic sometimes. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And and a little bit. This isn't like a, a huge made, made to stick. Uh, I guess the unexpected thing could be. I can't tell you how many times I've like wanted to scream at clients of saying, "Stop being so safe." Everyone thinks for their own baby, their own brand they're a Pepsi or they think they're an Apple. If Apple were to come out and do and were to do like a scrub daddy diet thing, there might be some blowback. There might be. There might be some unintended consequences. For most of the brands that we work with and most of the people who aren't on this like national scale, if you take a swing and you miss, nobody cares. You'll be seen by 2000 people and yeah. they won't even register that it's you and they'll be like, "Okay, whatever." But if you can make a big swing and tickle people the right way, you're going to be seen by millions and millions of people, especially in the world of TikTok and algorithm or whatever. And so as people are thinking about their messages, I would encourage them, take huge big swings because the risk is so small. Unless yeah. you're doing something like Unless you're horrible. a Peloton, if you're at Peloton's <laughs> level, Maybe think twice about giving a misogynistic gift to your wife as an ad. I mean, like, just maybe. But if you're not at Peloton's level, you can afford to take it. Don't do a don't do a misogynist swing. Yeah, you know, have some common sense. Right. But like, take swings at doing something that's a little audacious. Because totally, like, you'll probably miss dozens of times before you hit it. Right. 
and the misses won't matter. It won't matter. If you could say you took one thing away from this book, uh, like just down to just one element, what would it be the most like valuable thing you took away from this book? It was one of the first stories where it talks about we remember urban myths more than anything. <laughs> like the razor blades the, and the candy? It's stuck forever. My mom still believes it. Still. It's completely false, but she believes it. And that is powerful. And so we need to use that power for good. As you're crafting your stories, everybody has a story that's that's worth to be told. Everybody doesn't. People just don't know it yet. And so you got to practice. Te- I know it sounds cheesy and it sounds cliche, but you have to understand your own story so well that you can touch somebody. And it doesn't have always have to be emotional or has to be sad, but you can touch people a little bit with a single line. Like think about the people who have, like it talks about JFK. He's like, we're going to put a man on the moon. Mm-hmm. And that story touched people for over a decade the classic story of the janitor what are you doing do you mop up floors he's like no i'm putting a man on the moon is so powerful so whether you sell a supplement or a service or a commodity or whatever you need to identify what is that story that could that like what's your why and once you identify that the rest of the stuff will come the benefits will come the structure will come understand that and you'll be able to pierce people's heart so yeah, I, I think that anyone who is in the marketing world who hasn't read Made to Stick, I think Dan and Chip Heath did a fantastic job encapsulating. Great read. Yes. It's super easy to listen to on Audible. I'd highly recommend it. And, and it will, like Zach said at the beginning, stick with you and influence your marketing for years to come. Just skip the last chapter that talks about the Jared Subway story. No longer relevant. That's we not, don't need not, that It's not a big all. thing. That's a story that we could all forget. <laughs> Thank you for watching Raising Unicorns! Subscribe now.